Hello and welcome to the Purple Chair. Hey, Christy. Hey. We have a guest in the studio today, Paige DeClue. Welcome. Hello, hello. (laughs) We're continuing our series on abuse and today we wanted to talk about domestic abuse and how abuse as a whole affects how we become parents and what kind of families we develop after we have experienced um, those kind of things in the home. And so I have a lot of women that I surround myself with and it's amazing to hear their stories because you would never know by the women that they are today that they had any kind of hard childhood. And so today I felt like Paige really had a lot to share and a lot of her healing. And so I'm going to turn it over to you and let you talk about that. All right. Um, Abuse is such a giant word. Yes. (laughs) To kind of even comprehend. Mm -hmm. And I think especially whenever you maybe experience something like Mm -hmm. that, it can feel very far off when you've made a life on your own and kind of developed into just a completely, you know, just went through life and, you know, you're in adulthood, but something you've maybe experienced in the past. And especially like in childhood, I think... A lot of times people who have never experienced anything like this, they don't realize that when you're in it, when you're a child growing up in it, it seems normal. Oh, totally. Yeah, Yeah. so you don't know that there's anything different about your family. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. And then you kind of step out and start realizing that, oh, maybe, just maybe (laughs) that wasn't so normal after all. Right, that maybe this isn't the way. I think that inside, at least like for me, I knew something wasn't right because there was a lot of don't share anything about our house Mm -hmm. with people. There were a lot of like, you know, into windows and, you know, what goes on in this house stays in this house. It's no one else's business. And those were the kind of messages that I got within our home. But still, it was very normalized life. Yeah. And I kind of like, like you said, you don't even realize what you're living is not normal. Right. But about what Christy said in the last episode about internalizing what happened her experience what happened to her that her manager wasn't taking her seriously in this assault situation Mm -hmm. and she began to internalize it and really start questioning well what did I do did I do something or right you know those types of thoughts what I wanted to ask you and what I think is so important for other people to hear from women who have come through this or people in general that have come through this is when you're in a situation like that, it's hard to become a strong woman and a a woman that has like beliefs and can stand firm on what they know and what they believe and what they want because we're so confused about we don't know what's right or what's normal and what we seek. And I know for me, I just wanted like the family that I got to watch on TV. Like I wanted to have like, I wanted to be the the Huxtables. And I I knew (laughs) that 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 was kind of like my gauge of normal. Yeah. But then you start into life and that's not what you produce. You know, because it it is a production and it is actors, but as a child, you don't realize that that's not normal, that that's not the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Well, and so often, like in my story, I just started internalizing such small things that ended up just being lies. And Mm -hmm. I would hold on to them and I would grasp them so tightly that eventually it just started wearing off on my personality almost. Like I started becoming what I was believing, even though they were total lies. Right. That I wasn't strong, that I wasn't smart enough, that I wasn't good enough. And, you know, you get those questions in the back of your mind. 
Is it something that I did? Could I have right. done something to prevent, you know, my family from falling apart? Was it my mm. fault? Is it, right. you know, especially whenever unhealed hearts start speaking over you, mm-hmm. they're right. unhealed mm-hmm. words. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you're trying, as a small child, you're trying to build your foundation on something right. that's already so broken. Right, right. And I think that's what makes it so hard because I just remember feeling like my voice was so small mm-hmm. and I was terrified to say how I felt because no one seemed to care about how I felt and it seemed insignificant. And I began to believe that how I felt and what made me scared and what you know made me have anxiety or just living in that constant state of fear that it what didn't matter. And so why talk about it? Because it doesn't matter. Yeah, I can relate to that so much. Yes. And each time that, you know, I felt like I was going to get a grasp on life and start, like, the ground would start shifting again right. in my story. And it would just be like this whole starting point all over again. So it wasn't until adulthood that I really started surrounding myself with strong, you know, women that could build me right. up and encourage me and really start speaking life over me and who I could be that mm-hmm. I started realizing, oh, oh, wait. Yeah, I can change this. <laughs> yeah. I can change the circumstance of who I thought I was. Yes. I can change the trajectory of the future of what I'm becoming. But tell me about that transition because, like I said, you know, I always thought like my dream was that I was going to have this family, and I thought somehow I could create this family for myself. And of course, I failed miserably the first time because I married. You know, you get married, you have children, you live happily, happily ever after. And that just is not how it works. It, but we put these emphasis on these families that we feel are perfect and that they are exactly what we attain to be. But then we find out that there isn't a perfect family. Yeah. And I feel like, like my husband, I admire him. Like, I honestly do. He's my mentor in so <laughs> many ways. He's just, his demeanor is... Like, I hope to be him when I grow up <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> that's awesome. That's that's a testimony in itself. But I feel like both of us together just had this drive that we weren't going to go back. Mm-hmm. That that good. wasn't an option. That we mm-hmm. had to, from the time we were dating, we were like, this is our goals. This is how we want to raise, you know, a family. Mm-hmm. This is what we are not going to allow and for me, you know, the book of Proverbs has always been a place where I go to to find so much rest and peace. And even, you know, in my teen years were ridiculous. Yes. But I could find peace in just going back to Proverbs to guard your heart above all else for everything you do flows from it. Even though I don't think I understood right. those words at mm. the time because I was guarding a broken heart at that right. point. right. And but the Lord has really honestly just taken the walls down. Right. And mm-hmm. and you know, uncovered things that needed healed and just slowly did it. And I do. I just think that it's all about that vision. And if I can share another verse, sure. Proverbs eighteen twenty one, that death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. That's one that like mm-hmm. I keep. That's a vision for me, you know, a vision verse for me, because I've lived it. I can see Mm -hmm. whenever you aren't speaking Mm. life. Right. It brings, you know, death to your spirit. Right. And it's, 
it's just such a motivator right. for me to have gone through. I'm going to rewind a little bit because obviously I know a little bit more details about your story, but I feel like it's really important that we are completely at the Purple Chair on a mission to heal, not only yeah. women, but really heal families, heal our communities, heal our, you know, our region, our state, our nation. And I believe that it does begin in the home. And there was a lot of circumstances just completely out of your control. Yeah. You know, your parents and you, you lived in your home and there was just so many dynamics, um, addiction and, you know, just yeah. abuse in general. It didn't yeah. necessarily have to be physical or violent, but there was just the whole, it was just dysfunctional as a yeah. whole. And you were watching this and then you had a precious, you have a precious grandmother that was in the picture as well yeah. to kind of help guide you in the hard circumstances and, and support you. I want to take you back to that point then on, on how you felt as, you know, a wife should be treated, how a home should be kept. How did those things shape who you became now as a mother and a wife and creating your own home? Just thinking back um, on those circumstances that, you know, you mentioned that we don't always notice that they're not normal. Mm -hmm. But as I look back into the past, I can see, you know, man, it's just so hard <laughs> to go to that place. <laughs> to just, and it's still a process. Like, I yeah. think I'm still struggling right now with mm -hmm. so many of the yeah. things, you right. know, that happen as side effects of that is you're not going to, you know, you're not going to communicate this well enough. Or Yes. It is so hard, honestly, to go to the vulnerable places. But I think that that's what shapes us the most is admitting where the dark spots are in our lives right. and shining light on those. Yes. Realizing that having someone in your life who even doesn't, as a child especially, prioritize you as a person yeah. is huge. And that alone can cause shockwaves. Right within your little bitty brain <laughs> right because you feel insignificant and you feel like you don't matter so all these little things that you keep silent inside of you doesn't negate the fact that you're still you still get angry you still get hurt you still have all of these emotions and it's bottled up in this little bitty girl oh, and you yeah. don't know how to express it yeah and especially like my story where so much was happening on the outside of my mm -hmm. life. My dad had kind of went down um, a darker path and, right. and ended up using drugs. And right. my mom fell into a manic depression. And it's those were things that they needed help finding their way out mm -hmm. of. Right. But as a little girl, I tried to fix it. Mm -hmm. I couldn't right. make my own breakfast, right. <laughs> let alone right. fix what, you know, right. larger problems in right. life. And what I think is so special about you, Paige, you and I spend a lot of very vulnerable time together. We talk about very raw things in our lives. But the way that you're raising your girls is just so precious. You are so patient and you 
are intentional about speaking life into them. You're so intentional to give them what you didn't have. And it's such a special thing to see from another healed place in myself to see you giving life Mm -hmm. to these two girls that they will never encounter the same issues. Can you speak on where you kind of get your guidance and your strength to even sometimes you're doing that from a healed place. I know that that's a place unhealed place because that's a place that you, that's something you desired to hear for a very long time. Yeah. And I think that, you know, by no means am I perfect or is my family perfect or, you know, we still have a long way to go to where we aspire to be, you know, that picture perfect family that we have envisioned in our head that really just doesn't exist. I think the biggest thing that we need to keep in mind or that I need to specifically keep in mind within my family is that whenever we do have hard days or when it doesn't feel like we're reaching that picture perfect place in life to back off and say, you know, it's okay to make mistakes. Right. We're here and we're learning together. You know, even whenever my sweet, (laughs) sweet children, you know, or just can't handle their big emotions, just getting in there and saying, it's okay to have huge emotions. You're not the first one to right. ever make this mistake. You won't be the last right. one. You know, sometimes mom needs a nap too. So, <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that's what is so beautiful about life is that we mature and we grow and we develop into people who no longer really look at the picture-perfect life, but we see the beauty in the imperfections of our life. And Mm -hmm. sometimes those are the greatest moments because when you can talk about where the weaknesses are and then you can work together as a family unit to correct those things and become stronger, it makes your life beautiful and not just surviving or existing. Yeah. Chrissy, I know you can speak about this too because you've built – a wonderful family as well and there were a lot of staple things that you knew that you had to stick to as far as what we believe how we act you know those kind of things and just getting through those disappointments sometimes that you feel mm-hmm. like why did this happen mm-hmm. I thought I did everything right well and you tend to as parents as your kids grow older and they make mistakes you tend to take it personal right you know? like you yeah. fail I, I taught them better than this why are they doing this right you know and there's there's been a few times with the growing of my kids that I've had those moments where I just go to my bedroom and just cry because I, I take it personal, you know, that they've made a mistake. But but as parents, we have to realize that we lay the foundation for them. It's up to them right. whether or not they're going to stay that course. Right. You know? And that is so true. And I think, you know, Paige, you're a younger mom. And if there was any advice I could give you is that sometimes you need to give yourself a break and not mm-hmm. take those bad days personally because sometimes I know I've had those days where I'm like I am the worst mom in the whole world (laughs) how did I raise something like this you know but but really just taking it one day at a time and I think that you said it so great too where you're like it's just a bad day it doesn't mean I'm having a bad life basically Mm -hmm. is what you're saying and it's okay to have bad days and sometimes we just don't think it's okay to have bad days we think life is supposed to just always be perfect and it just isn't yeah so Paige what is your advice for young girls or even women who are going through similar things that you went through as a child? 
I think initially, you know, it's a process. As you get stronger, you kind of change tactics. Mm -hmm. But initially, I think I just started looking at women from afar that I really wanted to aspire to. And that could have been because I wasn't ready to step up and just ask also. And, you know, that was a part of the healing process. I had to do a lot of it in quiet at first. Mm -hmm. I had to just sort through my own emotions, figure Mm -hmm. out who I was as a person, Mm -hmm. even down to personality, like that it was just okay to be who God made me to be. Like he made me with a purpose and a plan Mm -hmm. and an intention. Right. That was mind blowing for years. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) And then, and then actually surrounding myself with a community of Mm -hmm. beautiful ladies who are okay with calling me out when I'm not right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, but mostly building me up and calling me to something deeper. I have a lot of women on the internet that if I'm having a down day, I'll just turn on, you know, a podcast or, you know, whatever. And you're a woman of prayer. If I've ever seen it, you are an intercessor. I don't even think that you knew you were an intercessor for a very long time, Mm -hmm. but you have really just developed into one of the strongest intercessors I know and that you have really just developed this prayer life and that is something also that I've seen you do with the girls when there is like a very stressful moment (laughs) and you stop and you pray together and I think that that is just so admirable because even some of us that have you know come through some of those things in the heat of the moment it's hard to be like okay we're going to take a deep breath (laughs) and we're going to pray but you you do that and it's such an amazing testimony for other young mothers who feel like, you know, we hear, you know, go take a break, you know, go, you know, separate yourself from your children. But that's not what you do. You actually really exemplify an example of what you should do when you're having a moment like that. And I can't take any credit for that at all, really, (laughs) actually, because that's, that's my turning point. Like, Lord, you take this because I can't make my family into what the Lord intends it to be. Right. Only he can do that. Right. Only he can get us from, you know, point A to point B and fulfill the dreams and aspirations that he's put within our hearts. You know, we only have our kids for a little while. Mm-hmm. And right. I am not going to be able to guide them forever. And as many mistakes as I make, I almost want them to know mom's not perfect. She right. makes lots of mistakes right. pretty often. <laughs> And some nights we'll get McDonald's for dinner, you know. <laughs> but I want them to know where to turn right. when those moments come and life gets hard for them, not us. When they're, right. you know, when it's not about their skates are broken or they fell off their right. bike. Right. Whenever it gets to the harder hitting issues, I want them to know where to run and where to find peace and comfort mm-hmm. right. and safety. Right. And that's the very best thing you can do as a parent. Um, is teaching your kids how to pray and where they draw strength and who truly can help them. I mean, we can put bandages on and we can kiss their boo-boos, but the deeper issues, God has to be their source. Absolutely. Is there any final thoughts that you have? I don't, like, overall, I tend to be such an overall. Like, mm-hmm. I just think that God makes us so much for relationship and keying, like, Zoning in on finding those relationships that are going to give you life. That's what God created us for. Mm-hmm. He created us as relational beings. And mm-hmm. that 
and to commune with each other. Yeah. And that really really has propelled my healing. It's just watching people who've come through very traumatic situations. Right. And and just been really have a peace through it. We thank you. We thank you for your vulnerability. We thank you for coming on and just sharing your testimony because it is not an easy thing to do. It's Mm -hmm. not an easy thing for me, and it's not an easy thing. Even Christy, we (laughs) all have our, you know, places that we're still developing a healing process Mm -hmm. in, and so it's not not easy, and so I thank you for being here. Well, I appreciate you having me on. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, it's Wednesday. What's up, Wednesday? And we have our shout-outs. Christy, I'll let you go first. I'm going to do a shameless plug since Miss Page is here, and (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to do a shout-out to DeClue Funeral Home. Um, They are family-owned and operated. And And BJ's amazing. Everybody loves BJ. He has this, God called him to do just the right thing for him because he has this knack for putting families at ease and just kind of making them feel like everything's yes. okay. So, yeah, like they like they are putting their loved one in not, the hands of a family Not to be member. morbid or anything, but you know. But hey, it's important. Yeah. End of life planning is very important, if you ask me. <laughs> and I'm going to shout out, mine is a little bit not as important, but um, I was able to try Pizza 101 in Bon Terre uh, this week twice. I went there twice in a week. Must be good. And it is so good. Uh, I had their buffalo chicken pizza. It's wood fire oven pizza and it was so amazing. And their Greek salad is to die for. And they have the best ice in the entire world. (laughs) It's like slushy ice. So go and check them out. They're at 101 South Division Street in Bonterre and tell them we sent you. Thank you for joining us this week. If you're having any trouble with forgiveness or if you have any questions, please make sure you inbox us. And as always, we just appreciate our listeners and thank you for tuning into The Purple Chair.